0: Hi, welcome to That Reminds Me Of, a podcast about film and the films that remind us of that film. You're here with Baron and the Doc.
1: And the Maestro. Do we need another drink? Yes, we do. Yeah.
0: Baron, I have a question for you. Oh,
1: okay. Shoot. Have you ever owned a Blackberry? No. No. I've had a Nokia. I've had an Ericsson. Mm. Not a Blackberry. I feel like Blackberries never came to Australia. What? Did you have one? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, but people did. Really? Yeah, I definitely did. Maybe I was just too young for Blackberries. Maybe I missed that whole thing. I think that's
0: it. Too young and not rich enough.
1: Yes, yes. Because what was a BlackBerry if it was just a a phone that could do emails? That was like like the whole pitch, right? And when I was 12 or whatever I was, 18, (laughs) I didn't care about emails. Really?
0: It was a status symbol. So I'm sure when you were 12, you did care about status, but it was a different type of status. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. So why am I asking you about Black- blackberries?
1: No idea. It's probably unrelated completely to the film that we saw. Which was called? BlackBerry. <laughs> what was it about? <laughs> blackberries. <laughs> <laughs> it was about, it was about the, uh, the, the genesis of the first smartphone. Mm-hmm. In fact, I will give you the synopsis because it tells you what it was about. Yes, please. The story of the meteoric rise Mm. and catastrophic demise of the world's first smartphone, which, if we remember history correctly, combined things like calling, messaging, and emailing for the first time. And then at a certain point around, I think it was 2008, uh, the iPhone came out and just killed it, Mm. dead. And I feel
0: if we're gonna give first thoughts, one thing that this film did Blackberry by, directed
1: by? Uh, directed by Matt Johnson, who is also starring in the film. Oh, I didn't realise that. Matt Johnson, he plays one of the co-founders, the guy with the red headband, the goofball, who's in who's the whole way through it, and at the very end of the film, you discover is now one of the world's richest men, secretly.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realise that. Yeah. Um, great directed. performance. Yeah. Yeah, great performance. But I guess the the uh, little history lesson you gave us on the Blackberry and the iPhone coming in, one thing you'd say off the bat about, about this film is that it presents that history and that story pretty pretty well.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. Like, just if you forget sort of the film and the filmmaking aspects of it, it's, it's an interesting story. It's an interesting piece of history that um, I think everybody knows about Blackberries but hmm. didn't realise that that was a big deal and of course it was just I think the iPhone's eclipsed everything.
0: yeah yep yeah. here we are I just heard the lift so it's a good time to remind people we're at the Capitol Theater as we have been for a few episodes now <laughs> that's right between the lift and the lose
1: yes and someone could arrive anytime <laughs> Any time. so let's hope there's you know someone famous that'd be great if you if go weaving walks out of there on his way to the lose and then just joins us to reprise our episode about the rooster that could happen. <laughs> It's not going to happen.
0: I was thinking about that on the train just before. (laughs) I was thinking, imagine
1: Hugo Weaving walked in. Oh. Great minds. What a fella. Anyway, he's got nothing to do with this film. (laughs) Let's get back on track. What did you think about it, Doc?
0: I really
1: liked it. I thought it was enjoyable
0: throughout. (laughs) I (laughs) got a history lesson out of it. All the characters were enjoyable. Uh, I didn't... Completely love it. I've, I've absolutely loved some of the films at MIF yeah. and
1: didn't love it. Yeah. So a
0: lot of good things, not too many awful things, but just, yeah, good.
1: That is the most reserved review of a film I've ever heard. <laughs> and that's exactly how I felt about this film as well. Like, it, it's props to Matt Johnson. Mm. I don't think he has a huge back catalogue of, of directing behind him. Um, he's acting in it and he's directing it and he's done a pretty good job. But it's not, it's not an amazing film, in my opinion. It's solid, let's put it that way. It has funny moments, but I, but I don't think it's the film you run out and sort of tell everyone they have to go see. Mm. And I wonder if it's doing... Because it's, it's obviously got quite a budget behind it and quite a cast. It's mm. also got... Um, who have we got? We have Jay Baruchel mm. from How to Train a Dragon and other things.
0: <laughs> I'm going to let you... Mess up the pronunciations. <laughs> Great. Continue.
1: And Glenn, uh, Glenn Howerton yes. from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, keep going. And, and and Matt Johnson. That's as far as I'm going. And Martin Donovan. And Martin Donovan. Who is one of my all-time favourites in,
0: in and in a small role, but was
1: really yep. cool. Good cast. Clearly has some money behind it. But I think maybe not the most sort of sure hand at directing behind it, because I think tonally it felt a little off. And I think there's also a lot of other films that we're going to talk Mm. about that we were reminded of while watching this that are in a similar vein that are just bigger, better, more fun films in general.
0: I agree with all of that, but I I do perhaps want to just still give him props because it it was really still enjoyable. I wasn't bored or anything throughout. I just really quite liked it.
1: I just felt uneasy the whole way through it. Well, I think I might know what that
0: might have been. Okay. I think it's the, the, the shaved head with ah. the sort of... It seemed as though that was fake baldness on yep. the... Um,
1: what's his name? Um, uh, that was um, Always Sunny. And the main guy. Fella. Yeah. yeah. I've forgotten the character's name. Yes. I think there was some bad hair things going on <laughs> in this film. Which was also funny. Yes, but intentionally so. It's sort of weird hair and makeup choices. Yeah, may- um, maybe it was intentional, in which case...
0: Yeah, good. So it didn't
1: bother me, yeah. I just found it intriguing. I just had this thought that, you know, normally a film like this goes straight to cinema and has a bigger release, mm-hmm. you would think, but instead we're seeing it at MIF and it seems to be doing a bit of a festival run and it just makes me wonder if distributors are, all, are equally perplexed by it, like they don't quite know what to do with it.
0: Well, I I think it does have an audience, though. I think there's a lot of interest in these type of stories, and and maybe that's maybe we should go into our our reminds me ofs um, because we'll probably discuss a couple of similar ones. That
1: absolutely, I think this film just through this discussion, I think this is a bit of a divisive film. I think people are either going to like it, or they're going to feel a bit weird about it, or maybe they won't like it because they feel like it's not quite lived up to the expectation they had. Mm. But um, divisive is okay, like, and it is it is still enjoyable. Hmm. Okay, let's talk about some reminds me of. What did you have, Doc? Do you want to start, or shall I?
0: I'll start. I had um, the Big Short, yes, which is another story of um, what, what would you call it—a a comedy drama, almost mockumentary—that Yeah. Uh, that charts the kind of experience just prior to the collapse. Or the, yes. the, the financial crisis, I
1: think. Yeah, and it's, and it's a, a moment in history. Yeah. And it's got that that sort of American corporate setting of dudes in suits making important decisions. Mm. Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah, and that, from memory, I think that nailed the brief. Yes, um, It was remember a great a, film. Was it a great film? Great film. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't remember either. Maybe it's not my style of film. So mm. I remember enjoying it, and again, probably not... You know um shouting about it to the rooftops but i recall it as being assured enjoyable funny you know um, doesn't let you go um and also just being a good history lesson of of that time and a chronicle of a yeah a moment in time yep uh
1: a thing we all knew about because it was in the headlines everywhere kind mm. of like everyone knows what a blackberry is but it was a deep dive into what was actually going on behind the scenes.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of nice to see the rise and then the fall. Yes. Uh, it just makes for a, a good and slightly different story to, to many that we, we see.
1: Drama, I think we all love it, right? You know? Yeah. I mean, that a lot of lives are affected in the big Short, and it's pretty awful what happened to a lot of families and so on. But from a storytelling perspective, mm. it's got great highs and great lows and, there's, and it's got all the, all the makings.
0: Well, it's a tragedy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Well, very much in that vein, I had in my mind Air, which is a recent biopic kind of thing. They call that a biographical sports drama. Wow. And if that's a thing, then I think what we saw was a biographical tech drama. That's a whole new genre. Right? We need to pitch something in that. And if that's a biographical tech drama, then another one is maybe the social network or jobs.
0: I haven't seen jobs, but yeah, I thought the social network as well. That seems a pretty clear one, so tell us about that. It's probably a
1: similar story to the big short, but... Yeah, so the social network is the beginning of Facebook Mm. and all of the ups and downs to get that thing over the line and just a little bit how dodgy perhaps some of um, Zuckerberg's you know, dealings were, or the way, he, or the people he was reacting, like sort of dealing with. So this has a bit of that in it. It, it. I would just define it as sort of American corporate greed, men in suits making big money decisions, screwing other people over. That genre, whatever that is. It reminds
0: me of my next one, which is Ruben Ostlund, our favourite mm. Ruben Ostlund, yeah, and The Square. Haven't seen it. That's like one I haven't seen of his. It's it's a good one. I. I... I think I rewatched about half of it recently, so I, I kind of remember half, half of it, even though I have seen it Tell before. Uh, it gives you a peek behind the curtain again, and this time at the sort of art world meets the marketing world. And you know, I remember scenes where they're pitching this sort of sort of ludicrously um, ludicrous artistic concept where there's a square and on the ground and. You know if you're inside the square it's a safe space or something like that something very sort of
1: what do whatever you want something like that okay yep it's sort of
0: putting art in the public space sure and a lot of the backroom conversations are about you know how do we present it does it get funding and peek behind the curtain moments Mm. so that was a very similar to to what you're seeing here tech company how they really act uh how the corporates really act in particular like the you know the pictures and the the politics and and all that that stuff the films aren't really alike in any other way but just for those behind the curtain moments yeah the square is a better film but not surprising but again this one is not a not a bad um (laughs) it's not a bad execution of a similar thing
1: imagine if (laughs) if every time you were talking about a film you just talked about the films that were better than it
0: (laughs) no it's not fair I, i feel we're not doing it justice actually like I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I enjoyed it. There were some really funny moments too. Uh, you know, like when, <laughs> when he fixed the, uh, the hiss in the, in the little recorder or whatever it was, that ancient tech. Yes. Um, and then that comes, that pays off. At, at the end as well. So there's some clever filmmaking, some clever choices. So I don't know. I don't know why I'm being so muted about it. Like, but no,
1: yeah, it was I good. There's just um, so many other references that are popping into my head. Oh god, like Holt and Catch Fire*, the TV show about a startup. Ah. And it feels like that's in a very similar era, although it's actually a bit earlier, I think. Mm. Um, but it has the same aspect of a bunch of nerds basically creating something where you know, their day of work might include everybody stopping and playing games for like a whole bunch mm. of time. And then a real corporate figure coming in and trying to like, cl- you know, take their great idea and make it viable as a, mm. as a product that he can sell. It's Got that exact same dynamic. There's something really
0: enjoyable and cathartic just about seeing that presented on stage. Yeah. There's things that you, you recognize in your, you know, for those of us who have corporate lives um you recognize some stuff like it's it's in, enjoyable to see it presented and you think okay well, i'm not the only person that that deals with this sort of nonsense so again i think i'm starting to like this film
1: the more we, <laughs> more we talk about it well when we first saw the the list of films that we're going to play at MIF, i straight away identified this yeah. as a bit of a an outlier yes because it, it has it has a larger cast you can tell it has a larger budget yeah. Just because of the subject matter, mm. and so, you're, I was auto, I was automatically attracted to it because I, I wanted to see what that film that might then go on to have a wider release mm. would be, but yeah. still in the context of MIF with, with a bunch of other indie films. Yeah, it's interesting because you know we're talking about it alongside all these other smaller films. I don't know how how the life of this film is going to go from here. Yeah, how it will be regarded when it sort of hits broader audiences. Yeah, good point. Mm.
0: Well, that, that's all I've got. I, again, I'm enjoying it more as we keep talking about it, so uh, I think it's basically a win. Yes. Um, do you have any final
1: thoughts? No, just that it is entertaining. There are some downsides to it or some flaws, but it's, it's still an entertaining film, and I think people will get something out of it. It's an interesting piece of history, for sure.
0: Mm. Yes, it's a document that's kind of had to be made. Yeah. So thanks for making it. Um, and Matt Johnson, thanks. Yeah, And also he's the funniest character
1: in the, in, oh, in the thing.
0: He's the best. He, he's, he's, he was really great. <laughs> he all gave through. himself
1: a good role. He did. He did. <laughs> probably the one that he can do as well because he's probably <laughs> a bit of a goofball as it is.
0: Uh, you know who he reminded me of? No. Aussie Man.
1: Aussie Man. Yes. He's
0: not Aussie, but
1: no. similar vibe. <laughs> 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 kind of has the same hair. He does. Well, that's all I had. I think people should go see this film still.
0: Yep. And speaking of films... We need to get to our next one. That's right. Good timing. Yeah.
1: See you soon. See you next time, dog.